G'day and welcome back to Australian Migration Unplugged, the podcast about Australian immigration brought to you by Migration Solutions. I'm your host, Mark Glasbrook, and I started working in the migration profession in 1998 and first became registered as a migration agent and founded Migration Solutions in 2001. If you have any questions about Australian immigration, including visas, employer-sponsored migration, cancellations or appeals, talk to Migration Solutions today. Today, I'm talking about the Joint Standing Committee on Migration report into Australia's Skilled Migration Program. In particular, Recommendation 9, which is crazy, but makes a recommendation to increase the TISMIT, the Temporary Skilled Migration Income Threshold, which would have a disastrous effect on migration into South Australia, which is already struggling, even more so because of COVID. I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to read the report. You know, if, you, if you're not into migration as much as I am, it's probably not that interesting. But if you've got any interest in regional migration or regional migration outcomes, regional population, regional workforce challenges, then it's pretty important that you read this report. Despite having several useful recommendations to improve employer access to skilled migrants, these are all negated by one incredibly controversial recommendation to increase the TISMID, which could potentially see the TISMID increase to somewhere between 77750 to $80,000 or more. If that was the case, this would have a disastrous impact on South Australian business and industry being able to access the migration program to address current and future workforce needs. That will have an impact on the state's economy. That's going to have a negative impact on population growth, the demographics of our workforce and the demographics of our state. This is very, very bad. We certainly cannot risk the federal government and the Department of Home Affairs increasing the TISMIT. We must really lobby the state and federal government against any increase to the TISMIT in regional and low population growth areas. The terms of reference for this inquiry and the report stated that the Joint Standing Committee on Migration shall inquire into and report on Australia's Skilled Migration Program with reference to the purpose of the Skilled Migration Program and whether it's meeting its intended objectives, including if any immediate adjustments are necessary in the context of the future of work and pandemic recovery, and if more long-term structural changes are warranted. I don't understand how increasing the TISMIT is beneficial. Despite this inquiry looking into ways to improve the migration program and make beneficial adjustments and reforms in the context of the future of work and pandemic recovery, If the TISMIT increases, things are going to go from bad to worse. The biggest single threat to employers, businesses and key industry sectors throughout regional Australia coming from this inquiry, which is potentially going to further restrict and kill off temporary and permanent demand-driven migration in regional and low population growth areas, is an increase to the TISMIT. The one worst thing that could potentially happen is about to happen. Recommendation 9 from this review and in the report, it states that the government should revisit recommendations of the review of the TISMIT back from 2017 in order to increase the TISMIT. It's crazy. I don't think the government and the committee actually understand what they've done. 
If the TISMET increases, it is going to be bad for key industry sectors in South Australia. And by key industry sectors, I'm talking about agriculture, horticulture, food processing, food manufacturing, aged care, disability care, residential care, cooks, bakers, chefs, tradespeople. Businesses that can't get access to workers now are going to find it even harder to get access to workers in the future. Whilst it's difficult to comprehend why the South Australian government's submission to this inquiry did not directly respond to calls to increase the TISMED, their submission did, however, highlight a drastic decline in employer-sponsored visa grants in recent pre-COVID years, which of course is a direct result of the 2017 migration reforms. Their submission also stated that the rules and guidelines need to change urgently if the migration program is to enable businesses to access the skilled workers needed to facilitate economic growth. Now, increasing the TISMIT to $77,750 or $80,000 will not make it easier for businesses to access the program to facilitate economic growth. It will make it harder. In some cases, it will make it impossible for businesses to access the migration program to get skilled workers needed to facilitate economic growth. This is a big mistake by the committee. In hindsight, it's really regrettable that Minister Pasoni here in South Australia or his department or the South Australian government did not directly respond to calls from the CFMEU and the Grattan Institute and others to increase the TISMIN. They should have been fighting tooth and nail to make sure this doesn't happen. That being said, there still appears to be this general misconception about the role and functionality of the TISMED and how it works and, and what it allows businesses to do. I think people think that because the TISMED's based at $53,900, it allows businesses to pay overseas workers that much money. It's very, very strange. Despite popular belief, an employer can't pay a worker from overseas, let's say an IT specialist who would normally get $100,000 to $110,000 here in Australia, they can't pay them $53,900 because that's what the TISMIT is. They have to pay market salary rates or annual market salary rates, the AMSR. Other submissions and recommendations saying that the TISMIT should be increased because the average seasonally adjusted Australian wage is higher than the TISMIT makes no sense or that the TISMIT should be increased because it hasn't been indexed since 2013, that's entirely irrelevant. Average wages are based on a range of salaries. Some are higher than the average, some are lower than the average, which is why the TISMIT should be based lower, to allow more businesses to get access to the program if there's a genuine need. That genuine need being they are unable to address current and future workforce needs from the local labour market. Increasing the TISMIT is only going to make it harder for businesses to get access to the program. Well, not harder, it's going to make it impossible for businesses to get access to the program unless the salary is over $80,000. The TISMIT is simply the entry point at which employers can access temporary or permanent demand-driven migration programs in Australia. It's not the salary that people get paid. So there's no need to increase the TISMIT unless the government is deliberately trying to and intends to block out certain people. Cooks, chefs, bakers, tradies, mechanics, enrolled nurses, some registered nurses. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Agricultural workers, people that would be employed through the South Australian Dharma, 
people that would be employed through the meat industry labour agreement or the pork industry labour agreement, they won't be able to access the program, nor will their employers. That's going to have a big impact on the availability and accessibility of, of a workforce to meet demand. Therefore, increasing the TISMIT from 53,900 to 77,750 based on the recommendations of the CFMEU or to 80,000 based on the recommendations from Grattan or another one which says to increase the TISMIT to the 75th percentile of weekly full-time average earnings, that's going to have no impact on how much a 482 visa holder gets paid. Rather, it simply means that businesses in regional or low population growth areas where the hourly rate is less than $39.33, which is what's proposed by the CFMEU, or $40.48, which is what Grattan have proposed, are going to be locked out of accessing this very important program to address current and future workforce needs. The TISMIT at the moment is $27.27, $27.27, based on a standard 38-hour Monday to Friday week. I note that the committee's view on the TISMIT is that it should be increased. I raise my concerns about the Grattan Institute's recommendations in my supplementary submission to the JSCM review and personally sent a copy of my submission to all committee members. In the committee's view, they've said that it's important that the TISMIT reflects current working conditions and rates of pay in the Australian economy. And given that it has not increased since 2013, it's in need of an update. Now, the committee's view that the TISMIT should reflect current working conditions and rates of pay in the Australian economy, that's not what the TISMIT's for. The TISMIT is the base entry level into this program. It's the Australian or annual market salary rates that determines the salary and the conditions and rates of pay in the Australian economy. The committee have got it wrong. They've entirely got it wrong. In consideration of this statement and the committee's views, when trying to understand what this even means, it's fundamentally important to keep in mind how the TISMIT and the Australian market salary provision works. The Department of Home Affairs, when they were questioned by the committee about employer-sponsored migration, the department responded by saying that sponsored employees must be paid the annual market salary rate, the AMSR as per the relevant fair work instrument, state industrial instrument or transitional instrument. And that the AMSR cannot be lower than the TISMIT, which is currently 53,900. Home Affairs further explained that this salary requirement was to help ensure that overseas workers are not paid less than what an Australian worker would be paid doing the same work in the same location. That's the AMSR, not the TISMIT. The TISMIT does not need to be increased. This clearly demonstrates that the TISMIT is simply the minimum salary threshold at which an employer can access temporary or permanent demand-driven employer-sponsored migration programs in Australia. Importantly, however, it's the AMSR that sets the appropriate salary level per occupation or role and as such no increase to the TISMIT is required at all. Unless it is the expressed intention of the committee to deliberately prohibit or limit or stop certain occupations where the salary is less than $77,750 to $80,000 from accessing the program, regardless of the detriment or significant impact this is going to cause to business and industry and critical sectors in regional and low population growth 
jurisdictions of Australia. This is where this recommendation becomes very interesting. It does align, however, to the 2016 Productivity Commission Inquiry and Migrant Intake into Australia report and the 2018 Department of Treasury and Department of Home Affairs Shaping a Nation report, which both talk about focusing the skilled migration program on high income migrants over low income migrants to increase the lifetime fiscal tax contribution made to the Australian federal government and that by granting a visa to a lower income migrant would be taking away the place of a higher income migrant. Essentially, the Australian Migration Program is now going to have a salary floor of potentially $77,750 to $80,000, maybe higher, apart from that 10% discount that's available in some situations. Pre-April 2017, the minimum salary allowable to access the regional sponsored migration subclass 187 permanent employer sponsored demand driven visa program was based on the higher of the relevant award or market salary rates, which at the time was about $42,500. Within five years, it now appears that the likely minimum salary threshold could be close to $80,000. That's an increase of Thirty-five dollars to $40,000, regardless of the impact that this is going to have on regional businesses, regional economies, and the demographics and population of regional communities. In addition to this, it appears that the committee has not taken into consideration how an increase to the TISMIC will affect other regional visa programs that rely on the TISMIC, such as the 491 visa program, where visa holders must earn at least the TISMIC to be eligible to transition to a permanent 191 skilled migration regional visa. The focus of many of my recent submissions to different JCSM and other state and federal reviews and inquiries has been based on demand-driven regional migration programs, which have fallen significantly since the 2016 Productivity Commission report and the 2017 Australian Migration Reform. The JCSM report on Australia's skilled migration program could make dozens of beneficial migration reforms. However, raising the TISMIC, which is a key recommendation, means that businesses and key industry sectors in regional areas won't be able to get access to the migration program, regardless of demand, based on that higher salary level. Recommendation 9 refers back to the 2016 TISMIC review, which stated that the TISMIC should be indexed annually on the 1st of July, and that the TISMIT has not been indexed since July 2013, and that the TISMIT be indexed using the seasonally adjusted wage price index, which is found in ABS 6345. ABS 6345 is now named Wage Price Index Australia. But looking at ABS average weekly earnings key figures from November 2020, which was um, formerly ABS 6302, this states that the seasonally adjusted full-time adult average weekly wage or earnings is currently $1,767.20. A TISMIT based on this rate would be $91,894. That is just way too high. With regards to a regional TISMIT or regional concessions, the TISMIT review stated that since the TISMIT was introduced in 2009, there have been no regional concessions reflecting the broader aim of the TISMIT being to provide overseas workers with a reasonable standard of living without access to government support. That's not true. The 2016 TISMIT review also states that submissions from the ACTU, the CFMEU and UV recommend no concessions 
should be made to the current TISMIT, including regional concessions, as this could be against the intent of the migration program, being for skilled, not for low-wage, low-skilled labour, and give employers access to cheaper overseas workers. I feel like screaming. The program isn't able to allow businesses to pay overseas workers less money. If an employer wanted to pay someone the wrong amount of money, then that's against the law. And we'd have to hope that the legal system catches up with them and fair work catch up with them. But it's not possible. The TISMIT does not allow people or businesses or employers to pay an overseas worker less than an Australian worker. If you're interested to see how the TISMIT has a negative impact on businesses in regional and low population growth areas, you can read about this in the second of three reports released by the South Australian Centre for Economic Studies, SACES. Their report too was released in June 2017 and looked at the potential benefits for reforming migration policies to address South Australia's needs. This investigated the suitability of the Australian migration system, including changes announced in 2017 when looking to meet the needs of South Australian businesses. The report found that a single national level for the TISMIT makes related visas much less useful in the lower wage regions that cover most of South Australia. Once again, I want to reiterate that there's absolutely no reason to increase the TISMIT, none whatsoever. The TISMIT has no bearing at all on what sponsored or nominated employees are paid. The TISMIT is simply the entry point to which an employer can access the Australian demand-driven migration program to help with addressing the current unmet demand for labour. And with this set to potentially rise from 53,900 up to 77,750 to $80,000 or higher, a lot of businesses will soon be locked out but at what cost? You've been listening to the Australian Migration Unplugged podcast brought to you by Migration Solutions. For more expert migration advice or assistance, head to www.migrationsolutions.com.au. And remember, if you have any questions about Australian immigration, including visas, employer-sponsored migration, cancellations or appeals, talk to Migration Solutions today.